You are listening to the sermon podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church. We are a community in Madison, Wisconsin, who gathers to worship, to learn, to serve, and to grow together in God's love. Please visit us online at www.covenantmadison.org, where you can find information about Covenant Ministries, as well as links to our online worship services and sermon podcasts. It's really great to be back with all of you, and I look forward to meeting some of you for the first time and reconnecting with a lot of you in the coming weeks. Our first scripture reading is familiar to you. It's the 23rd Psalm. Um, It will be up on the screen, but also you may just know that from years of saying it in Sunday school or at funerals, or it may just kind of be one of those psalms that lives in your hearts and just comes out. So if you would like to say it with me, you are welcome to do so. If you want to just listen, that's perfectly fine as well. Let us listen and be attentive to God's word to us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. And as we continue with the preaching series on Let's Talk About Jesus, this morning we come to that passage in John's Gospel in the 10th chapter where Jesus describes himself as the Good Shepherd. Let us continue to listen for God's word. Jesus says, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. 
I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Amen. To be perfectly honest with you, there was a time early in my ministry when if someone invited me to participate in a Let's Talk About Jesus sermon series, I would have run as fast as I could in the opposite direction. No offense, Charlie. In my early years of ministry, the are you saved question was rampant. There were signs along the highways that said, Jesus saves. And some of us were at, tempted to add another sign which read S&H green stamps. <laughs> or today it might be at your favorite big box store. A lot of very good Christian people started wearing WWJD bracelets. What would Jesus do? I always thought that the better question would be, what would Jesus have me do? I was more of a Christ Christian than a Jesus Christian because the frequent talk of me and Jesus got under my skin. Whether someone told me, me and Jesus vacuumed the living room floor this morning, or Jesus found me the perfect parking place, I got squeamish. Now, I do not mean to offend anyone, least of all any of you. I am sure that people had genuine faith in their Jesus, and I hope that their faith gave meaning to their lives. But me, I was more of a Christ Christian. You know, the Jesus Christ who walked a little bit above the surface of the earth. The lofty one whom I looked up to, not the one I hung out with while cleaning the house. The one who wouldn't show me what he would do, but would challenge me to think about what I could do in order to spread his love and his word more faithfully. Well, now, the older I get, the more I need Jesus. The Jesus who gets down in the muck with me. The Jesus who leads me not to a good parking place, but beside the still waters and in the right paths. The Jesus who guides me and walks with me, not while I'm va vacuuming the floor necessarily, but through the darkest of valleys. The Jesus who feeds me at a table where everyone is welcome. The Jesus who protects me, shelters me, keeps me safe in his love no matter the storms of life that blow mightily around me or deep within me. The Jesus I need is the shepherd, the good shepherd, who is willing to risk his life for me, for you, 
and for everyone. The Jesus who invites me and who then calls me to take some risks for others. The people of Jesus' day would have easily understood the image of Jesus as a shepherd, a good shepherd, who took good care of his sheep. They would readily picture the hired help running from the wolf, leaving the sheep for the wolf's plentiful feast. Images of sheep are plentiful in the Bible. There are over 500 references to sheep in the scriptures if you include allusions to lambs and rams. Sheep provided food to eat, milk to drink, wool for the weaving of cloth, and even some rough clothing and covering for tents. Sheep were used as a method of exchange. You could trade some sheep for something else that you needed. And sheep were used pretty extensively within the sacrificial system, being offered for burnt offerings, sin offerings, guilt offerings, peace offerings. So the people who were with Jesus when he said, I am the good shepherd, understood right away the importance of having a good shepherd to take care of the sheep. For good shepherds provide safety and security for the sheep. The sheep hear the shepherd's voice and recognize it. They know that the shepherd can be trusted to lead them to safety and to take care of them. The shepherd's role is to lead, guide, feed, protect, and seek the lost sheep. And Jesus is saying that's exactly what he will do for us. And in this sermon series on Let's Talk About Jesus, as we study and learn from Jesus' various I am statements in the Gospel of John, this is the only I am statement where Jesus is portrayed as a person, a shepherd, a good shepherd, someone who takes good care of his sheep, his flock, who takes good care of us. Let's look a little more closely at a couple of the verses in this morning's gospel reading as we think about that question, what would Jesus have me do? Jesus says, I lay down my life for the sheep. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay it down in order to take it up again. Now I'm guessing that most of us are not too keen on the idea of laying down our own life for the sake of someone else unless it was absolutely necessary. I don't know about you, but I do not wake up every morning and say to myself, golly gee willikers, I hope I can lay down my life for somebody today. The good news is that a number of scholars believe that a clearer translation from the Greek words would be to risk one's life. 
instead of to lay down one's life. Eugene Peterson in the message suggests sacrifices himself rather than lay down one's life in verse 11. From the message, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd puts the sheep before himself, sacrifices himself if necessary. Again in verse 15, Jesus says, I put the sheep before myself, sacrificing myself if necessary. The other piece of good news for us this morning is that Jesus is speaking of himself. This is the what would Jesus do question. But I am suggesting to you that the better question is what would Jesus have me do? What I learned from this passage is that I need to be willing to take some risks for others, to put myself out there for others, to be willing to move beyond my comfort zone for the sake of others. That's the kind of sacrificial living I think we are called to make. Karen Marie Yust, professor of Christian education at Union Presbyterian Church, or Union Presbyterian Seminary in Richmond, Virginia, suggests that we can move toward this sacrificial living by practicing what she calls extravagant hospitality. Practice extravagant hospitality in our daily lives so that it becomes second nature. And so we are ready if and when a greater sacrifice is required. Let's face it. Few of us will be called upon to make huge sacrifices for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of Jesus. But if we can train ourselves to be attentive to what is happening around us, watching with eyes of compassion, listening with not only our ears but our hearts, then we will begin to discover the small sacrifices we can make which will help someone else. When we see someone holding a cardboard sign asking for help on the corner of Whitney Way and Odana Road, we can offer a genuine smile and say good morning, even if we choose not to give them anything beyond our acknowledgement that this person, too, is a child of God. Rather than just writing a check to help feed the hungry, though that's important too, we can become a regular volunteer at a free meal site, not only dishing out the mashed potatoes on the plate, but looking at the person on the other side of the food line in the eyes and asking, how was your day? And then listening to their response. 
Professor Yust writes, wherever Christians encounter persons who make them uncomfortable, there is an opportunity to engage in forms of hospitality that help believers practice choosing the role of the Good Shepherd. I would suggest to you that that is precisely what moves us from the question, what would Jesus do, to the question, what would Jesus have me do? And with enough practice, we'll not only be ready for a little bit bigger sacrifice, we'll be eager for it. For the good shepherd would have taught us to be good shepherds as well. During Lent, you have been learning about Jesus' I am statements in the Gospel of John. The other I am images and metaphors of bread, light, and vine can inform our understanding of Jesus, but it is the Good Shepherd who invites and draws us into a personal relationship with him in a different way. Over these past several weeks, as I have listened to your worship services online, I have come to realize for me that the bread can sustain me, but it cannot hold me. The light can illumine my understanding of God and God's world, but it doesn't necessarily teach me to be a light myself. The vine can connect me, but it cannot hear the depth of my bleating. I need a relationship, a personal relationship with someone with their feet on the ground, someone who will lead, guide, feed, and protect me, and who will seek me out each and every time I get lost. I need Jesus, the Good Shepherd. So, who needs a shepherd? I do. Don't you? Amen. Amen.